With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi. Hi. Hey guys, it's Southern Disgrace. I'm Hillary. I'm Madison. I'm Ellen. And this week you got something. Oh yeah. So this law student, this uh, really pretty girl law student, graduates law school in Georgia, but ends up murdered right before she gets to take the bar. No. Yeah. That's not fair. She worked so hard. I know. And her creepy neighbor's TV interview about her going missing is got everybody talking. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, because you got them sound clips. We're all legit and stuff. We're, yeah. Is that even legal? I don't even know. It was a news clip, right? Uh, I found it on YouTube, so I figured that was a YouTube's fair game. Legal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but I feel the same with you. If it's on YouTube, I feel like it's fair game. Yeah. Totes. And then totally. you have a little snippet yeah, if you if, need it. If we have time, I have a short, short little one that... I um, found a new interesting topic to Google, and oh. I ran across this case. <laughs> Your uh, sex fetish crimes. <laughs> no, it was not. This one was actually a lot more wholesome well, than good. the sex fetishes. Okay. We're, we're disappointed in you. Well, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so away. her name is Lauren Giddings. Lauren Giddings was a 27-year-old, blonde, beautiful girl with a bright future. She moved to Macon, Georgia from Maryland after being accepted to law school there at Mercer and had just finished her law degree. Wow. And there was a lot to look forward to. Her boyfriend was a lawyer in Atlanta, and he was about to secretly propose. Aww. Yeah, the two met when um, she interned at his law firm over the oh. summer a couple years back. <laughs> Scandalous romance. Yeah. <laughs> but the only thing left to do was pass the bar. So Lauren spent one last summer day by the pool with her friends before buckling in to study for the bar exam to take it in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And she planned to study all weekend uh, through the early next week before the actual test, right? Yeah. Well, sometime around 6.30 on Saturday night after the day at the pool, Lauren, alone in her car, pulled up to the drive through window at Zaxby's in downtown Macon, and the surveillance camera captured a clip of her arm reaching out to grab her or- order. Okay. And that was the last known sighting <sighs> of Lauren Giddings. Oh, my gosh. Yep. She did send an email to a work friend about four hours later, and that is the very last uh, anybody who knew her ever heard from her. Good Lord. Just- yeah, her sister said the last time I specifically remember talking to Lauren was through a text message the day before uh, all this, June 24th, which was a Friday. I was driving home from my honeymoon. And, you know, <sighs> if you're driving home from your honeymoon, you probably got a lot going on in your mind. She yeah. said it took me a few days to realize that she hadn't responded. Oh, no. Bless yeah. her heart. Other family members and friends began to notice that she, they hadn't heard from Lauren. Her sister asked a friend of Lauren's to check her apartment using a spare key. And when the friend went in there, she noticed that Lauren was not there, but her ID and her keys were still inside the apartment. Never mm-hmm. a good sign. Never. That's not good. A missing persons report was filed. And when police arrived, they noticed Lauren had also left behind a laptop, a purse, and her cell phone. Mm-hmm. So her boyfriend was living in Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. And making like an hour south. Is How? it? Yeah. Okay. How long do you think it would take y'all to report me missing? I mean... If you weren't here one day, I would just assume you were sick. If you weren't here two days. But like so if I wasn't here and then I wasn't responding in the group chat to any text messages. Mm-hmm. Like how uh, like long two would days? It? Two days and you'd be like, Where's Ellen? I think but two. I think in this case it was it was unique because she was about to study for the bar and nobody right. wanted everybody to, thought she was gonna like yeah, go like off the grid. Her down, yes. Turning off her cell phone. Nobody wanted to bother her. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, and if you're you know, like if I didn't come home, Evan would be like 
where right. are you? But, but if you're, you know, they don't live together. So he doesn't know. So did she live alone? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the question was, where was Lauren? Of course. But uh, it turns out her neighbor, Stephen, was obsessed with her. Ugh. Creeper. Yeah. It's not known if Lauren knew that Stephen was obsessed, but she did know he was interested. He had asked her out at least twice previously, but she turned him down each time. Remember, she had a boyfriend, very serious boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think he'd be the kind of uh, guy that she would date anyway. He was really creepy. I want to, okay. Lauren, I need a picture. Get, uh, yeah, I'm Google, looking up these people. <clears throat> Actually, Lauren, Lauren Giddings. Is it? G-I-D-D-I-N-G-S. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, and then and then do- <gasps> Is that him? Wait, with he, the frizzy hair? He's creepy. Hold on, let me see. Is oh, that the YouTube God, video? God, no. No, no, no. That's Look, not him? It is him, but that's him like looking as best as he can. Oh, God. Go ahead. <laughs> God, yes, and that's what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, go to uh, search Stephen McDaniel YouTube video. I'm about to play a clip. Stephen McDaniel YouTube, YouTube. clip or TV clip, TV okay. interview, TV interview. Stephen McDaniel oh, TV God. interview. He looks Hold like on. a Muppet. <laughs> Let me see what you're looking at. He's got a big puffy poof of hair. Yeah, he is him. like the prime candidate for a free a frizzies <laughs> commercial. Let me see. <laughs> Yeah, that's him. Okay. okay. That's the video I'm about to play for you. Okay, so he'd asked her out. She said no. Um, he was a law student, too, but really socially awkward. Not many friends seemed to know um, a lot about Lauren when interviewed by a local TV station about her disappearance. So check out. I'm going to play a couple of clips from okay. the TV interview that has so everybody talking. So he was in law school with her? They went to the same law school, lived in the same apartment complex. Okay. okay? Um, and then when the news crew came up to report about the missing student... They asked him for an interview. Was and he just lurking outside? Like, yeah. waiting, like, oh, hey, I what are y'all doing here? I guess okay, so. Listen to this. No one has seen her since Saturday. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've always hear noise outside, but it's just people walking by pretty much. And you, uh, she just recently graduated from Mercer? Yeah. She and I, were we were both JD students. Um, we graduated back in May. What kind of person was she? I mean, how did you, what did you? I mean, she's as nice as can be. I mean, very personable, very much a people person. Do you know anybody that, any enemies she might have had, somebody that might want to hurt her? No, I mean, we're, we don't know where she is. I mean, the only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. Because, I mean, we went, at, we went over, one of her friends had a key. We went inside and tried to see if there was anything amiss, but, I mean, she had a door jam that was sitting right by it so there was no sign that anyone broke in I mean the door was locked when everyone got here I mean we, we just don't know where she is what about um, in the like the parking lot area I know they've been doing a lot of I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there body um, had you heard it had you seen anything there had you seen anything there I, I mean we don't know if this is the same person you know what I mean? Like, they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. So that's how we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there. Are you okay, sir? I think I need to sit down. Okay. I remember this. Yes. I so remember he freaks hearing out. about it. He was like, body. What's body? <laughs> I thought that's a 
what he said. And also, I got rid of the body. When right? he said shit. <laughs> when he's saying we we we, uh, I don't think you were part of that group. Okay, sir. I was like, I don't think you went inside her apartment. No, with her like, friends. When, when we, we got there, the her. door was locked. I was like, were you a part of we that? We had the spare I don't think key. They invited you? Yeah, I don't think you were in that search party. Uh, I think he was, but he invited himself. I remember. I remember this now. Like, Is I it coming did, back? I didn't remember the details of the case, but I remember the guy that they were interviewing, like freaking out, and then yes. just like okay, so talking. he stopped. He stopped. He shot. He was apparently shocked by the fact that the police found a body. He had no idea that earlier that day, <laughs> body, which was body, five days after her disappearance, that a crime lab tech team entered Lauren's apartment to take photos and videos for analysis. And during that visit, detectives caught a whiff of something foul. Uh-uh. Well, they said while we were standing there, the wind started to turn, and immediately. I smelled an odor that I was very familiar with, said one of the detectives. We all smell things in life that smell bad, and that of a body or decomposing body is one of the worst things you'll ever smell, but it has a very distinctive smell. Ugh. So they followed the smell of death, and they found a torso. Just a, a torso? Just a torso of a white female in the trash can outside of the apartment building. What? Holy cr- he decapitated her? Yeah. And delegged her? Everything. They did not find the head legs or arms in either one of the trash cans it was just the torso in the trash can outside the, the apartment? apartment and you're shocked when they <laughs> well, found a body i'll tell you it's very interesting why okay but the body was not initially identified as course of lauren because they had to do dna testing right it couldn't be confirmed by just the torso well back to steven after his discovery live on tv about the body <laughs> the news is like uh hey police you yeah. might want to look into him he went to go sit down uh, to collect himself but when he came back to finish the interview people really started to get suspicious. <laughs> Do well, you and come also, back? please YouTube this because he looks insane. He yeah. looks like he stuck his finger in a socket. His hair's all over the place. Well, it, okay, I'm about to play the second clip and it's actually, if you watch the whole YouTube video, it's like 14 minutes. But With him? Yes. Just, uh, you just can, can you talking. imagine that news producer was like, keep talking, this is right. great. We're going to have this. They're but like, hold on, we're calling the is, police. Is this next clip when he comes back? Like He comes himself? back, yeah, he composed himself, but listen for the alligator tears and also listen for all the details the that he seems to know. Crocodile tears? Plenty of crocodile tears. <laughs> alligator? She's equal oh, shit. Like, so what, are, what are alligator tears? <laughs> Whatever. I wrote alligator, I said crocodile. Leave me alone, bitches. Okay. Because you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. You've been studying for the bar? I no one had seen her since Saturday because I we all just there's not a whole lot of interaction unless we're doing classes. Right. And she was doing an online version of it. You all so, studied together though. I, no, I we were in there's this two different people that there's two companies that provide it. Captain provides it and Barbary provides it. I signed up with Barbary and I've been doing the lectures that they have in the mornings. She was doing the Kaplan online, so I hardly ever saw her. I, mean, I would see her like go out running, but I. Mean, what time would she go out running? I mean, I don't even know when. Was it I, at night or morning? I, I saw her like midday a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, that was the last time I saw her was come back from the bar prep on the main campus because we got moved over there for a week or two. But she normally would run. Yeah, right. She she ran all the time. I mean, she she had a group that she would go running with. I mean, I I don't know anyone that would want to hurt her. She was as nice a person as there is. Was she moving soon? Did you know anything about her? Yeah, yeah. She she was going to be 
moving out uh, today. She was supposed to move out today because someone else was going to be moving into her apartment. New law student. Do you know if she was like, where is she from? Is she uh, from Maryland? Maryland yeah, she's from up in I'll Maryland. Let's put this on you so we can hear you. Is that all right? Okay. I'm so sorry. And you can just hold on for that. Thank you. Yeah, so she's from Maryland. Yeah, I mean, she she was from up in Maryland. I mean, all her family was there, as far as I know. I mean, she. <laughs> What's going on in your mind right now? Like, what do you think? What's going on? Why would anyone do this? No. I just heard something. Maybe I could have helped. The funny thing is, okay, so I don't have this part of the clip because it really it's like 14 minutes long after this. But it, basically, right after that, he jumps right back into not crying. What? You know well, what I mean? Like I, I feel tune. like when they picked back up with him, he very much tried to he distance himself oh, yeah. and yes. be like, "Oh, well, you know, I didn't see her that often." And then often. he got real sad. And, yeah, and then why would someone do this? You don't get that upset over someone you don't know. No. And how do you I know you caught that little clip where he said she's moving out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like so obviously Sounds he, like this was his last chance. Right. He tried and then he got so mad. Yeah. And with her jogging, he was the one who said, "I think she someone went jogging and her. someone snatched <laughs> her." Like, I snatched her. Well, police interviewed Stephen, of course, <laughs> and after some prodding, um, he allowed the police to search his apartment. They told him everybody else in the building had let them search, but you know he didn't want them to. Mm-hmm. He told police it was because he had a couple of handguns for protection. He didn't want them to come in contact with. Oh God, they might get hurt. <laughs> oh, I, this is for your they safety. They don't know how to properly handle them. Eventually, he agreed to let them search, and what they found made Stephen their top suspect. Ooh. During a walkthrough of his apartment with police, they found panties. Which later were found you to have know that boy ain't getting panties no. in his room. <laughs> no, and unless were, he buys them himself. They were have they had Lauren's DNA. Oh, and packaging for a hacksaw. God. Yeah, and that wasn't all they found. According to police, they discovered a master key to the entire building. <gasps> and, well, how the hell did he get that? Yes, and this was discovered way later. But uh, there was video. They found like some videotapes and stuff. Well, it didn't come out till way later, but there was video footage of somebody looking into her window, which was on the second story. He apparently had like taped taped his up. camera <gasps> to a stick and was videotaping her apartment, and that video w- was found. Okay, he has a master key. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, and well, how? No, but here, you okay? You have a master key to her apartment. You can't go set up hidden cameras in her apartment. You have to tape a camera to a <laughs> well, stick and hold it up in a window. There is, uh, there's a reason. Turns out, Stephen could come and go into Lauren's apartment at any time, and did so for months before her murder. Oh my god! But. Gee, wonder why she was getting scared about somebody breaking in. She probably, I, I don't know if it, like he she noticed things like were moving. Things. Yes. He, he's the asshole who comes in and moves like one thing Just three inches to the left. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I swear. We've seen sh- horror movies about this forever, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Well, God, I don't know if she had a creepy. sixth sense or whatever, but she bought and installed a burglary bar to prevent anybody from gaming access, even if they had a key. So one of those, like a burglary bar basically goes on kind of like a, a, pat, a lock that, it's supposed to protect your door. But right. it's only when more. you're home, though, right? Yes, only when you're home. Yeah. So when she would come home, she would, would you know put that on. But that even wasn't enough to keep McDaniel away. Of course, um, he that's what he used the video camera for was to case it. 
see what she had because mm. he wasn't able to get in. Any, yeah. you know? Just, is, and no neighbors were like, this creeper standing yeah, in a bush holding outside. a camera Nobody with Nobody saw stick. him. Oh, yeah. my God. So later, also, the searches on his computer were found, and he was searching how to disarm that particular type of burglar bar. Jesus. Turns out he knew exactly because of the video. And if that weren't damning enough, the hacksaw with the packaging that matched the packaging found in Stephen's apartment was found in a janitorial type of closet in the apartment building. And as you've probably guessed, it had human blood on it. Oh. He was blood. trying to, like, frame the maintenance people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, the people who have the master key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's in the- Do we know, like... In prox- what was his? Where was his apartment in proximity to hers? Do you know? I don't know, but it didn't look like a huge apart, like a big, big huge complex. building, like kind of a smaller one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm picturing him living like literally across the hall, like next downstairs. Door. Yeah, <laughs> downstairs. I think on oh. August second, two thousand eleven, just a month after finding the remains of Lauren Giddings, Stephen McDaniel was charged with first degree murder. Though he maintained his innocence for a few months, um, he right. Okay, so it was about a month before they were about to go to trial, and that's when they found that video. And even his lawyer's like, dude. Mm, you yeah. out of that. No. So he changed his plea from not guilty to guilty, realizing the evidence was insurmountable. insurmountable. <laughs> These pictures. I'm just looking of at him? pictures of him. Like, he's crazy, right? Yeah. And um, in the weeks before the trial, they also found a lot of computer searches like murder, strangulation, how to oh dismember bodies. I mean, you'll find that You're on ours, too. You're a lawyer. Yeah. Tons of child pornography. Uh, what? Yes. And many, many searches for Lauren online. Oh, my God. Like all of her different social medias. Obsessed. Totally. Okay, you're you've gone to law school and you're googling you should murder. Know better. Yeah. How do you not? Yeah. Well, he had deleted it, but they they were able to. <laughs> oh, they can still find it. I was about yeah. to say that's probably a class. Yeah. Recovering like technical inf- like mm-hmm. stuff. Well, in a plea deal to keep the death penalty off the table, he agreed to tell the story of what exactly happened to Lauren. Oh gosh. In his written confession, McDaniel wrote that on June 26th. Four days before her body was discovered, he donned a mask and gloves, entered Giddings' apartment using a master key and, um, you know, disarming the burglar bar and choked her to death in the bedroom. So this wasn't even like I hit on her and she turned me down for the third time and I lost my cool. Like he went in to murder her. That's right. Yeah. He had then admitted to dismembering her body in the bathroom the following day and disposing (sighs) of her body. I don't know if it matters to you, but he denied sexually assaulting her in any way. I'm I don't guess believe that's that. A lie. Why do you have her panties then? And why like take every you know, like really? Yeah, I just remember everything. That. Yeah. According to the document, McDaniel broke into Giddings' apartment about 4:30 a.m. on Sunday, June 26, by using the master key and then assembling the burglar bar. He walked into Lauren's bedroom, observed her sleeping, but as he approached the bed, a floorboard creaked and Lauren sat up in bed. Oh my gosh! She, according Can to that him, would, that would not have woken me up. At all. No, well, she's already either. probably on high alert. Miss Burglar Bar, yeah. worried about stuff, okay? So uh, she accordingly calmly told him to get the fuck out. <laughs> calmly. <laughs> That's what he said. She, uh, Which is when McDaniels leapt onto the bed and grabbed her throat. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. After a struggle, Lauren and Stephen ended up on the floor of her bedroom where he continued to choke her until she died, which he said was 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it seemed like maybe it seemed someone. like 15 minutes. I don't it's know. It's not easy. I don't know. To choke I don't know if he's looking at the clock. Yeah, Who's but <laughs> right. apparently, to her uh, her credit, he was small. I was about to say, I but I could have easily overpowered this man. I think so too. Was well, she petite? She uh, she didn't look that petite. No. But here's the thing. Apparently, he said that when they fell off the bed, she. Uh, had her, she kind of got her legs and arms underneath the bed trying to get away, uh-huh. and that was what killed her because she couldn't then kick him, punch him. Oh, oh. she ended up in a bad position. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say maybe like falling off the bed, like knocked the wind out of her and gave him the upper hand or something. Stephen then placed Lauren's body in her bathtub and then went back home to his apartment where he remained for the rest of the day. He waited until about midnight on Sunday night to return to her apartment to dismember her using that hacksaw. He then disposed of her remains, except for the torso, by placing them in black trash bags inside a dumpster on the law school's campus, located across from the apartment complex. Oh, my God. Now, that's where the rest of her body went. For the largest bag, he waited until Tuesday, June 28th, to dispose of her torso by placing it in a black trash bag, then placing the bag in a trash can outside the apartment complex. My guess is it was Was too big to be putting... Like, or was it trash day? And he was like, I'll just take this out right before and then I'll take it. It was trash day. And I don't know if, like, if it's, it would seem too crazy to be bringing so much trash to the dumpsters. The other stuff was probably smaller. Right. And then he's like, like, trash day, I'll I'll do it. Like, I'm going to take it out right before they come, stick it in. They will never notice. But check this out garbage was actually going to pick up. But when the police came to check the report of Lauren being missing, they blocked in the trash cans. Smart move. They had no idea. I don't know if they did it on purpose. They said they didn't do it on purpose. It just was a total coincidence. Yeah. Yes. Jeez. Although no doubt Stephen deserved the death penalty, the trial process can be lengthy and costly, uh, usually five to seven years. So the plea made the whole thing move a lot faster, but it was still three years before Stephen was officially sentenced to life in prison. In his confession, he said he knew what he did was very wrong and that Lauren was his friend. Uh-uh. He added that you don't he don't dismember your friends. <sighs> no, he added that he grieves daily for her and is extremely sorry. But he said he doesn't expect forgiveness from her family, saying he doesn't deserve it. Good. Did they hit him with the child porn charges too? No. As a result of the plea deal, um, that was like part of the deal. Like he he got all the other charges, burglary I'll, and all I'll that taken only off. Plead guilty to murder. That's right. Um, he will. He is eligible for parole. What? Yeah. When? Twenty forty one. Maybe he'll get killed in prison before that. I I don't understand the justice system. I don't either. I guess it's part of the deal. You know, the deal was struck one week before the case was scheduled to go to trial and was accepted in exchange for dropping all those others. Um, But it wasn't over yet. McDaniel, who has a law degree Uh as well, put his legal schooling to work for himself, serving as his own attorney in a last ditch appeal (laughs) aimed at winning him the trial that four years ago he chose not to have. So um, he brought thousands of pages of legal research and case files paperwork reams of it in stacks and binders that he'd prepared while in prison to his appeal ain't got nothing else to do yeah and he called to the stand one of his prosecutors and one of his former defense attorneys all in hopes of showing how the system had wronged him 
Yeah. Only two of the three people that he called actually took the stand. And it wasn't, he wasn't trying to get out of it. He was, he pled guilty. Yeah. This was um, habeas corpus proceedings, uh, whether to decide um, basically if he got, if he was, his rights were violated on his journey to justice. He wanted to get off on a technicality. Basically. Um, he was asking Judge John Fly to consider whether his rights were violated, whether his guilty plea was voluntary, and whether his two Macon lawyers somehow failed him. Mm. He claimed in part that searches of apartment of his apartment were improper, that he was despondent, catatonic even, and in no state to allow searches or provide statements to the cops. But you gave a 15-minute interview <laughs> right? to the news station. Right. The cops are different than Channel 13. That's uh-huh. fine. Um, and some close to the Giddings murder said privately his appeal was all about Stephen seeking the spotlight. You know, just to showcase his legal knowledge. He wasn't going to get to be a lawyer, but this was his chance to actually be a lawyer in court. During one long pause where he questioned uh, the prosecutor, Nancy Scott Malcor, he poured over a transcript in silence for a minute and then two. And the judge was like, move along, Mr. McDaniel. This is your hearing. Uh, he later put defense attorney Floyd Buford on the stand, hoping to show, uh, you know, that he, he he was out of sorts in the weeks after the arrest. OK. Uh, McDaniel asked Buford if he recalled McDaniel's demeanor in the first visit at the Bibb County Jail. And the dude was like, yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, he was out of sorts before he got arrested. Right? <laughs> yeah. He described McDaniel on the uh, subsequent visits as nonverbal. He said, you listen, but there was really not much communication. On a later visit, when McDaniel did speak up, Buford recalled, it was shocking. Steve McDaniel finally talked. Stephen also tried to say Buford's representation of him wasn't up to par, but Buford responded saying that Stephen had tried to help in his own defense, but his efforts were, quote, from a law school's law student law student's perspective. Mm. Then Buford took the gloves off. This is a former lawyer. He said, you've never been in a courtroom in your life. We called the shots, not you. You started off facing the death penalty and you ended up receiving life sentence with a possibility of parole. You didn't want to go to trial. You wanted to plead guilty. Investigators on the eve of his trial had found, of course, that video, which, you know, basically had him breaking down and confessing to his attorneys what happened and a lot more details came out in this trial like about what he actually did to the body yeah um buford on the stand said we were shocked about how you killed lauren how you went about decapitating her carving up her body how you even sat down and cut off every finger and bone and (gasps) appendage on her hands and threw them in the toilet and flushed it all at once what yeah he cut off all her fingers and toes and flushed mm-hmm. them. That's what it, that's what he said in his original um, confession, but that never came out until the second. Oh. Could you trial. live in an apartment complex <laughs> where someone had flushed body parts down a toilet? Like I would only I would think about that every time I went to the bathroom. Like, are they going to come up? Right? Are oh, they stuck? Oh god! When you can't flush. <laughs> And you pour in the, you do the snake. Yeah. What will come up? Like, I, oh, God, I would just I, not no. be able to go to the bathroom. I'd have to, like, drive down to the gas station and go to the bathroom every time. <laughs> Burn the place to the ground. Right. Let's do that. Buford said that, coupled with information authorities discovered on McDaniel's computer, including the most horrific child pornography, as well as internet searches for sex with dead people. <gasps> what? Yeah. And he didn't touch her body. Mm, yeah. Bullshit. They said that presented an insurmountable hurdle for McDaniel's case, obviously. Uh, He showed no emotion uh, to his former lawyer's troubling remarks. Uh, One of Lauren's best friends from law school, Ashley, described the day's proceeding as a one-man circus. She was also a classmate of McDaniel's, so she knew him. Uh, She said, he's getting to play lawyer, something he never got a chance to do. It's disgusting, in my opinion. I always thought Stephen wanted to be infamous, and this is his last shot to be infamous. Mm. In his closing remarks, he tried to sound his lawyerly best. He said, I'm not experienced in 
the presentation of cases, but he suggested that years of seasoning weren't needed to convey the points he hoped to make, that he wasn't arguing his guilt or innocence, but rather whether he was wrong by the justice system and improper police work. He spoke of the rules of the law and following legal procedure, and they were not followed. He said it's about the police screwing up again and again as they found <laughs> evidence, but poorly, poorly documented or mishandled it, including the key to Giddings' apartment and his apartment, Giddings' panties, the hacksaw, and he says a package which was found by cops tromping through his apartment. He said the police had the opportunity to do a proper investigation. Um, Sounds pretty proper to me. They found everything. I know. But instead, <laughs> listen to this part. Instead, he said, they homed in on me, the skinny, long-haired, weird-looking kid with the dark circles around his eyes. They simply said, let's make it him. Because it was him. <laughs> Dude. You said, they, let's make it me when you say, gave that interview. They didn't say, let's make it him. Out. They said, it is him nah. because he's weird. <laughs> of course, the judge was unmoved. He uh, ruled maybe five minutes after that and said, I don't know uh, that I've heard a single shred of evidence or testimony that would compel me to grant an appeal. Um, he didn't show, McDaniel didn't show much reaction, nor did his parents who were watching from the front row. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. They walked out. He gathered his papers, and 15 or so ma- minutes later, he was headed back to prison, and that's the last we've heard of Stephen McDaniel. He's probably offering, like, law, law advice to people probably. in prison. You know, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you write your this plea. There's poor people who have nothing, like, they're like, all right, I'll hear you out. What you got? Like, oh. Yet again, a killer inserting themselves into every he, situation. He very much reminds me of Ted Bundy. Really? Like, oh, because he wanted to represent, but like he's so much less himself. attractive. It, oh, yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. God. Ted, mm. Ted Bundy would have been found immediately if he looked like that guy. <laughs> oh, no. Um, he might have had a chance with her if he was Ted Bundy. True. I don't know, like, because I'm, I'm guessing that necrophilia happened. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, so. Yeah, just, he's full of crap. Especially because, okay, so it was Saturday night uh-huh. when they'd heard, last heard from her. So Sunday morning at 4.30, so it was like the next morning yeah. that she was killed. Mm-hmm. Early, like when she went to bed that night. And then he says that he didn't even go back to dismember her for a day. Uh-huh. No. He's, he was the... You were doing you know stuff. He, was he there. stayed. Yeah. He stayed. Ugh. Or he left and came back and left and came back. I would think so. And just make sure nobody was watching or whatever. Yeah. That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, I'm glad he got life. Just just desserts. <laughs> but I am not glad he is eligible for parole, possibly. Surely not. There's like no they way they're going to give yeah. it to him, right? I no. mean, but stranger Look, things have if happened. if they didn't give it to Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption, this guy ain't getting it, okay? <laughs> this guy's not Morgan Freeman, though. That's true. <laughs> well, oh. we may have time. How much it's is, real do quick. you want to? Yeah, you want to do, do it? You want to do it real quick? Okay. okay. So, I will tell you, I was watching a Forensic Files, like I always do uh-huh. at night, and the, the episode- The sweetest bedtime story. He, he's so soothing, like his <laughs> voice, the narrator. Um, so, I was watching it, and it was an episode from Alaska, where a couple was murdered in their home- and their dog helped solve the mur- like who killed them. Yeah. Um, because the perpetrator had come in and he had shot the dog and the dog's blood because he had like shot him at point blank, point blank range because the dog was like attacking him. Yeah. So he shot the dog at point blank range and some of the dog's blood spattered onto his shirt because there was, there was no blood spatter from the victims because he had shot them at a distance. Okay. So the only blood was that of their dog. So like their dog's DNA helped solve the case. Mm -hmm. So then I started Googling 
pets that help when, solve murders. When, oh. when puppies solve murders. I was gonna murders. say. Right. I was gonna say. I was gonna give you crap. Alaska. Yeah, because Alaska. I was like, oh no. I was like, I can't do this case, but I will Google Southern Alaska. I, you wanted Oklahoma. I wanted Oklahoma, and we shut you down. You shut me down hard. I told her that if she wanted to make a disclaimer <laughs> and say that she counts Oklahoma as the South, that she's more than welcome. I feel like maybe one week we can have an episode each where of we're like, the South. hey, let's go crazy. But I, I'm go still outside. saying that Oklahoma is sort of South. You think Oklahoma's the South? I, I will or argue that Carrie Underwood and Reed McIntyre make it South. And Toby Keith. All these, they have Southern accents. Because they moved to Cause Nashville. Because they live in Nashville. <laughs> no, you don't get a Southern accent from moving to Nashville. I don't think you I, do. I don't think anybody who's from the South considers Oklahoma <laughs> no. the South. If you consider Oklahoma well, the South, let from us the know. South, so maybe that's why. I, yeah, that's why you're like, it's the South. It's okay, so there. where did this one happen okay, where so, the pet actually helped? So this happened in Texas, Pleasant Grove, Texas. On Christmas Eve in 2001, Johnny Cerna, who's 22, and his half-brother Daniel Torres, 30, broke into the home of Kevin Butler on Christmas Eve. Oh. Cerna had worked for Kevin Butler's pool cleaning company, and there had been a wrong, a long-running feud because Cerna had altered a check that Butler gave him to pay for like a pool liner. So Butler was like, "Hey, here's thirty dollar, a thirty dollar check," and then Cerna changed it to three hundred dollars. Oh. That to me is not a feud. That's you being a criminal, right. and your boss is mad at you. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Um, so shortly before the break-in, the men had had a verbal altercation about the issue the that, yeah, the check. On December 24th, 2001, Serna and Torres had been hanging out on their mother's front porch drinking. Torres asked Serna if he was still mad about the altercation with Butler, even though he was in the fault. Uh, when Serna said he was, the brothers decided to go to Butler's house and, quote, kick his ass. <laughs> Butler saw the men approaching his house because he lived just down the road from him. And asked if they were here to rob them, if he was here to rob them. That started a fight that moved from the front porch into the house when Torres dragged Butler inside. The brothers hit and kicked Butler multiple times and then stabbed him. According to Cerna's testimony, while he was looking for items to steal, to steal, he saw Torres grab a knife from the kitchen and slit Butler's throat. Oh, my the, God. The, the brothers stole Butler's pickup truck and drove off. When Butler failed to show up for Christmas dinner, his best friend, Michael DiNardo, went to check on him. When he showed up at the house, the lights were on and the door was open, but the, his truck was gone. When he entered the house, he found Kevin Butler lying on the floor with a blanket on top of him. At first, he thought he was sleeping, but he realized that he was dead. Uh. He described Butler as being tied up like a slaughtered pig with his hands oh bound God. behind his back, a big hole in the side of his head, Jeez. and multiple stab and slash wounds. So they shot him too? I think the was from the beating because oh. they were like kicking him and like Jeez. yeah I mean it would like this violent is brutal. yeah Dang. so On the Christmas. odds I know the autopsy report marked the cause of death as both blunt force trauma and sharp force injuries yeah. wow. so like it was just, they couldn't even tell which one right they I mean he was worse for wear so the police began their investigation they found four knives at the scene one was under Butler's body one was in the living room near his body one was in the kitchen and one was outside. Torres's DNA was found on the two knives in the living room, and Cerna's DNA was not found on any of the knives. They also found some of Torres's blood on a light switch at the front door. Huh. Also in the house, this made me a little sad. My puppy. Also in the house, investigators found the body of Kevin Butler's 18-inch white-crested cockatoo. Little oh. bird. Name, his name was Bird after Larry Bird, the oh. basketball player. Oh. 
Who kills a, a bird? Cockatoo. Well, bird had been stabbed with a fork. What? I know. I was like, oh my god. Maybe it was making bird. a lot of noise during the murder. Uh, no, this badass bird <laughs> attacked Torres oh. yes. for attacking his owner and pecked and clawed his head oh so much Good. that it drew blood. Torres wiped the blood and then touched the light switch. <gasps> Good. So the bird. Yes, the bird attacked bird. his owner or attacked the murderer the trying to save yeah. his murderer. Yes. Trying to save his owner. Are birds that loyal? So I, I Googled. So. Like I Googled because I was my, like. My mother-in-law had a bird that was really loyal. Like hardcore protective? Yeah. Wow. Well, so he, um, at, so at the trial, Torres claimed that he hadn't had anything to do with the murder of Kevin Butler. He had simply gone to his house after the after Cerna to make sure that nothing bad had happened um, because his brother was drunk and Butler was a large guy. He says when he got there, Butler was on the floor, Cerna had a knife and was stomping on him. Torres said he cut himself when he tried to grab the knife from his brother. Bull. The bird flew at Torres and he threw a knife at him. According to him, when Butler, he took Butler's truck and left, Butler was alive tied on the floor, but Cerna had stayed behind. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Like you, I read, you did it. I don't even I care. What, I yeah. don't care if you you you're the one that did it or not. You so did it. A lot of the information came from both Cerna and Torres's appeals uh-huh. article, like the like the transcript sure. or whatever of their appeals. And I feel like Cerna was like, "Look, this is what happened." Right. And then Torres was like, "His story is just like, no, that that, that doesn't seem like how it yeah. went down. Like you're trying to blame doesn't this on your brother." It. Yep. Uh, so on February 18th of 2003, Torres was convicted of capital murder and sentenced to life in prison. Thanks to Bird's valiant fight, multiple Aww. sources of his of Torres's DNA was found at the scene. The prosecutor, George West, said Bird stayed there valiantly and fought to the end. Aww. That Bird was more courageous than many a wife would have been. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Johnny Cerna was also sentenced to life in prison for Butler's murder. Butler's family said that he loved animals and often adopted strays and pets that his friends couldn't keep. They said it was fitting that Bird would help solve the crime. Wow. Butler's sister said all of his animals were strays. He treated his pets with love, and in doing so, his pets loved him back, and that was certainly the case here. Cockatoos bond with their owners like mates and will protect them at all costs. Yep. And when I Googled it, they call cockatoos Velcro birds because they need a lot of attention and want to be cuddled all the time. Do they talk or not? Yes. I think so. I think they do. I'm a cockatoo. Oh I need God. a lot of attention. I want to be cuddled all the time. I want to be cuddled. <laughs> but I was like, because you don't think, like, you think, okay, yeah, my dog's attacked this guy breaking him, but, like, his bird helped. I know. And I was not expecting you to was... say a bird at all. I know. you were going to say a puppy. No, it was a bird. Wow. And he lost, who stabbed him with a fork? Um, do you want to hear a quick little story about a cockatoo? Yes. Yeah. So, this is kind of sad, but it's also kind of funny in a dark, demented way. Oh, God. Did you stab a cockatoo <laughs> no, with a fork? No, I didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so before I was born, so my brother and my sister are eight and ten years older than me. So before I was born, my brother and my sister had a pet cockatoo, and we have a really large carport at our house. And so, like during the summer, they would let the cockatoo, like they put the cage outside because like it was like super messy or whatever, and they just like bring it back and forth, whatever. Well, my mom at night she would put like a sheet over the bird cage so it would know to like to go to sleep or whatever and one summer day my mom forgot to take the sheet off and the cockatoo suffocated oh my god that's horrible! i didn't know that but i thought oh yeah because of the heat yeah oh it suffocated because like it couldn't <sighs> breathe because my mom forgot to take you the sheet. That's so sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom's a bird murderer. And, uh, she yeah, didn't mean to be. We never had another. That poor cat. cockatoo was like, all I want to do is snuggle, and I'm dying. <laughs> I'm being snuggled I'm by the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Disney World and left our cat in a room in the basement accidentally oh. locked in. Oh. Yeah, like I, I thought we'd left it. In the and Cat, I left. Cats are hard because they like, are. They're so sneaky. Right, and I thought I'd left tons of water and food or whatever. I get home <laughs> and that freaking cat was it dead? It was not dead. <laughs> it was, it was never the same. <laughs> never the same. Y'all are horrible pet oh, parents. <laughs> I'm judging. Oh my god. Wow. None of, none of y'all's animals are coming to your rescue when someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> Look, to be fair, the cockatoo was not mine. I wasn't even on this earth yet, so <laughs> it was mom's fault. Um, okay, well, next week I have a story from Georgia. It's a case suggestion that we got from one of our listeners. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, leave us a review. Send us a case suggestions or just love. Yeah. Just love yeah we like i met somebody at the tin roof last, we like to be last night that was like i listen I, oh, she said like i didn't i didn't put two and two together that you're the madison from southern disgrace yeah. she, she didn't even care i was on the radio she was more concerned about me being in southern <laughs> disgrace i love it well yeah we love hearing from you guys so southern disgrace at iheartmedia.com follow us on instagram and facebook bye, bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.